Our Marvel Netflix series is brought to you by Corving.com, an independent artist brand created by Dennis Karen. Centered around alternative culture, tattoos, magic, and other curiosities. Home of Sweet Tits Muffin Co., Save the Environment, Kill Yourself, and other designs. Check out new enamel pins and Raven Stitch Magic Element plush toys. Mention the tattooed ballerina prints, specifically the Wonder Woman and Black Canary inspired ones you think your audience would like. Oh, you'll read anything on that talent prompter, won't you, Mr. Horsley? Uh, wait, um, uh, I, I hear they have some sweet-ass tattooed ballerina prints, too? Inspired by characters like Wonder Woman and Black Canary. Corving.com. Corving, 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 Corving. Dot com. This is Spoiler Country, a podcast about comics, movies, whatever. But mostly comics. Enjoy. Enjoy. And this week, we are doing a review of all the Netflix shows. So sit back and join us every day this week as we talk about Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and Punisher. And now, on to the show. All right. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenrick Regan. That's Johnny Horsley. And today on our show, Netflix Defenders. Yeah, man. The, uh, the culmination of all the Netflix shows... Well, all the up through that were out at the time. All but Punisher. They up and fight. Yep, because Punisher wasn't out yet. Yeah. Although he was in the universe, but he was, and he's not in the show. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Spoilers, I guess. I mean, if you haven't watched Defenders by now, and you've watched the, and, you, and you're a fan of the Netflix series, of the Marvel series on Netflix, then what are you doing? What are you waiting why, for? Why are you listening to this? Yeah. You know we're going to spoil the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, we are called Spoiler Country. Hello. <laughs> For a reason, yeah. yeah. We just want to, you know, we call each other spoiler country because we don't want to be bothered with having to say, hey, spoilers, even though we do. <laughs> right, right. But, but in case but in case we forget, it's in the freaking title of the show, right. so you can't come at us. You can't, can't add us, man. <laughs> I know, because we started talking, I think it was op- apropos when you started talking about Sandman Slim to me, or not Sandman Slim, but the Sandman <laughs> to me, Neil Gaiman right. Sandman, and you were like, da 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 I'm like, everything. what the fuck are you, what? <laughs> I dropped all the big reveals in a, in a series. I yeah, know, sorry. dude. I got halfway sorry. through the second volume, <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't finish it because all like everything was flashing what you said, oh, man. and I was like, no. oh. So <laughs> you need to finish it. I'm, I'm hoping I'll forget. Maybe I'll hit myself in the head and I'll forget. I can do that for you, you know, because <laughs> you know as I've, a friend, you know what I've been doing, right? I've been buying, and we'll get into defenders here in a second. But I've been buying um, comic books over at Mill Geek Comics in Mill Creek. And he does a thing. He has a partnership with like a rewards thing called Five Star. I don't know. And you can sign up for Five Star. And there's like lots of different restaurants and all these different places that all do it. And you can, you know, you build credit to wherever place you're shopping Mm -hmm. at. And then they'll give you like discounts. And Russ's thing is if you get like 300 points or 100 points or something like that, you get a free comic book, right? Nice. And then if you get to like 400 points or 1,000 points, I don't, I don't know what the point thing is. You get to a certain amount, you can get an actual trade paperback. So nice. what I've been doing is I've been saving, and you can save up your points, right? So when I go in, I buy my right. comic books, I put in my phone number, he gives me points, and then I've been getting all the Sandman, Neil Gaiman Sandman trade paperbacks that way for free. Oh, cool. So I started that's, with that's a, yeah. one, two, I got one, two, and three, seven more to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there's also don't forget there's uh, there's endless nights and there's salmon overtures. So there's there's more after ten. Oh, that's that's 
There you go. I, I'll be sandmanned out. I'll have no problem going to sleep. Yeah, volume the ten volumes was just a seventy five issue run, but after that he did Endless Nights, which is another graphic novel he did about Sandman, and then recently he just did Overture. Yeah. So there's there's more than just the main ten, you know, which is nice. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because once because once you read those ten, you're like, I want more. Yeah, you know what? I'll read. You know what we should do is that first volume to me is so good. It's amazing. The art blew me away. The storyline blew me away. I mean, I I started reading. It, I couldn't put it down. I. You know, I told you that I couldn't read the second one because the, but that's not really true. The second one doesn't hold up as as well as the first one, and I think no, it doesn't. It's it just doesn't. it's just not as good. And I think things. So I think maybe we should do a uh, we should have a whole episode about Sandman. We should, and we'll have Russ and, on from Milk Geek Comics because he's a huge Sandman fan. Right. I mean, we could we could do it at Milk Geek. Yeah, totally. Also, uh, you need to get to volume volume five. Yeah, which is I think I think it's volume five, which is a game of you. That one is really good. Oh, okay. Yeah, he uh, yeah he has the tomes, the big tome style books. Yeah, for Sandman, yeah. Oh, which yeah. costs yeah. like you know your left nut and your right toe and, and, and half your right one too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. They're cool though. They're like one hundred twenty five bucks a piece or something like that. Nice. Yeah, that's and they're nice books though. You know. So now that we've talked DC, let's get into Marvel's Defenders. All right. <laughs> so those who, who don't know, and I don't know why you're listening to this if you don't know, Defenders yeah. was the culmination of Defend, of uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, all four of them coming together to face an evil thing, an evil plot that was set up through- An evil organization. Uh, right. There you go. The that, and this, or, this organization was, was set up through uh, Daredevil Season 2 and Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. That, that the, the story was-, was kind of spun together through those two those two seasons right and so really the only two the only two seasons that are i guess necessary to watch prior to watching defenders because you could skip jessica jones and you could skip luke cage but to understand defenders you'd have to watch the plot points of iron fist and the electra section of daredevil season two those are the, those are the important parts to go into defenders <laughs> which, which which part of my thing like daredevil season two the best parts of daredevil season two is not electra it's the punisher and it is Iron Fist's storyline is not that good. I mean, it's just that <laughs> the, I I enjoyed Iron Fist, okay? Because well, mm. listen to listen listen to last episode to hear what we thought about Iron Fist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do that, but you know, it's it's funny that the two lowest rated portions of the Netflix Marvel universe are what culminated this thing that has been a big plan since the first moment that you saw a trailer for Daredevil, right? However, I will say that after watching Defenders, it made the Electra section of Daredevil season two better. Yeah. As far as it, yeah, it, it that's made it make sense. True. That's definitely true. It made it more because it, it seemed so unimportant when you first watched it. You know. Well, it just but, didn't make. I don't know. To me, it didn't make a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. it made sense because I knew who Electra was and is, right. and she should be dead. But you know, whatever. She should be dead, but you know, whatever. It's, yeah, it's comics because comics. But the girl, the the lady who plays her, does a great job. Oh yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. She's way better than Jennifer Garner in the Daredevil movie. And yeah, and, I, and I like Jennifer Gardner, but the Daredevil movie wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, she well because Jennifer Gardner's. I mean, for lack of a better term, she's too American and too white. Yeah, you and Elektra is not American. <laughs> and she, yeah, and she's. I think she's Asian in the comic books. Uh, she's Greek, I think. Yeah, or. But the girl that plays her on the Netflix show is perfect. She really yeah, is. Yeah, because her, 
her name's Electra Nachios. I mean, that's not that's not an American white name, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought they I thought they pulled it off really really well. Um, I'm actually surprised that they never did because she's gonna if they follow the comic book, she's gonna kind of she's gonna waffle back and forth between evil and good. Yeah, and she and she already kind of does. I mean, yeah, with with where with, with where defenders ended, she already kind of does that. Yeah, yeah. Some of the hand stuff kind of confuses me, you know. Yeah, because it's like, okay, wait, she's in there helping them, and but now they're telling her that she could be the leader of all the hand, or she's the black hand, or the what do they call it? Not the black hand. It's the uh, something black, right? Yeah, I don't. I can't remember what they called her, but she's she's like she's their ultimate weapon, right? Yeah, they had because they use this. Um, for lack of a better term, they use this uh, this special juice to make themselves immortal, <laughs> and right, they yeah, need to yeah. get, they need to Black find sky. more of it. That's which, what it was, Black Sky. Black Sky, yeah, yeah. And they need to find more of this special juice, so that that's why they need Danny Rand, Iron Fist, to get into this secret cave under New York for some reason to get to Kunlun to get the special juice because yeah. apparently the hand the, the four fingers of the hand or <laughs> the five Hell's fingers kitchen. of the hand, <laughs> right? Which is so of weird. Course. It's like why How is convenient? it there? How could it? When did it get there? How you know? <laughs> but apparently, the five fingers of the hand are are they're all immortal, banished. right? They're all immortal, but they're all also people who were banished from Kunlun. Kunlun. Yeah. And then again, if they're banished from Kunlun, why are they all very diverse? Because Kunlun's very much an Asian nation, <laughs> right. where Danny Rand was the white guy. <laughs> right. You know, Hello, I mean, Sigourney I, Weaver. <laughs> right. There are parts of it. That, there are parts of the plot that don't make I sense. I actually liked like Sigourney Weaver in that role. I, I mean, I like oh, the she way great. she played played it. I don't know if the if the writers really thought about what they were right. I mean, obviously they thought about what they're writing about. I mean, they're all talented <laughs> no, just writers. Words, just words to paper. Yeah, they're just words to paper. But I'm just saying, I don't know if anybody said, should she be an old white girl? Or right. should she be, you know, something that is obviously from that area? The area. But I kind of got the feeling that that might be a misnomer as well, that that these people were, came from all over the world and, and right. came to Kunlun and became what they are there. And then... Because yeah, that's of, possible too. Yeah, because they like she could have came from like Sweden or Norway or or whatever came right. to, to Kunlun because you know she might have been like this amazing warrior came to Kunlun found inner peace but then her inner demons kind of took over she became more of somebody that was power hungry they get that whole set gets kicked out and then it goes from there because the other guy is right. obviously Japanese and that girl is obviously Chinese. And then right. she's that one dude's South American. Yeah. 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 And then, and they have the, uh, the African guy. Yeah. What's who, his who, name? Who doesn't last very long. No, no, I can't remember <laughs> his name, but he was kind of a cool character too. So yeah, I can, I, because they had a multinational kind of set there with that then the more i think about it the more it kind of does make sense but i thought well i thought it was cool that to see sigourney weaver on there because to me she's a big like i still see sigourney weaver as ripley so it's hard for me to think of her in any other role and then i also always think of her as a huge movie star not something that's going to be on tv Right, but anymore, man, a lot of these movie stars are doing are doing these TV shows because it's Will Smith did Bright. Right, well, that was a movie, but like you've got a TV show. There's a, there's a show on, on Netflix, though. Right, but there's a show on HBO that has Reese Witherspoon and a bunch of other big name movie stars on a, on a HBO TV show. Yeah, isn't Amy know? Adams on there too? I think so too. Yeah, and then, then I mean, The Rock does Ballers on HBO. So I mean, there's all these yeah. movie stars doing these TV shows because you know it's better uh, to me. I think miniseries and TV shows are better storytelling than a movie. 
Oh, yeah, big time. Big, especially for, for stuff that's being transcribed from a book. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? When you transfer it from book to, to movies, you know, I mean, Peter Jackson, to me, did some of the best work with that, with the original trilogy, but he made them so long. Yeah, they're hard to watch. You know? They're hard to get but through. But even that, they, they, there's a lot not in there. You know, there's yeah, a lot then, of the, stuff the, that's the, not included. In, that, in those four-hour movies, if you watch the extended cuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, see, for me, I loved those books when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I read those in, like, fourth grade. Yeah, they're, I mean they're they're I, they're they're good. I've read I only read it once in uh, high school, I think it was. But and I liked the movies, but I never went back and watched them again because they're just so long. Oh yeah, no. Me and my brother sat in our, in his at his house, and we started at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh jeez. We start and we watched the first one, and we watched them all the for just the first three. We haven't done it with the Hobbit, but those first three. I haven't seen any of the Hobbit movies yet, dude. There was no reason to turn <laughs> that into three movies. That was ridiculous. No, he really. It, they could have done two. They could have done the the thing up to, um, the you know the traveling up to getting to Lake City, and then done yeah. Lake City fighting Smaug and the five five army war um, for the second one. Because it right, and it would have been fine. You know, they stretched out of three movies. If you want to watch I, The I, Hobbit, I, just watch the original them. animated one. And it, it, that right. one does a great job of it. There you go. Well, it's also it's also a pretty small book too, comparatively to the other ones. Yeah, dude, it's nothing. And they made three movies out of it. Yeah. So, anyways, Defenders. <laughs> right back to Defenders. So, I think Sigourney Weaver was great as the as the quote unquote bad guy of the series. Yeah. However, like actually not however I uh I did enjoy that again. I'll, you're only twelve minutes in, so I'll say it again. Spoilers if you haven't seen it because I'm about to give away something big. But I liked the fact that Electra killed her ass like like it was nothing, and then she moved, and it just moved on. Yeah, like, because I like I like it when they when they flip it on your head and you think she's gonna be the big bad because the whole time I'm like, how is this lady who's dying going to fight the defenders? Right. Oh, she's not. Electra's gonna kill her and take over. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, and to me that makes sense because throughout the whole thing, from Daredevil season one, they've talked about Black Sky. Yeah. And and how and Black hand. Sky in the hand and so you kind of got the feeling that Black Sky was this ultimate weapon, and if it is the ultimate weapon, and and she is supposed to be badass, then she should be dispatching people very quickly and very easily at some point with certain things, you know. And so that made sense yeah. to me. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And really, some of the things that she fights it should be really, really easy for her, you know, to, yeah. to beat. Should be, you know. So I, and unless she's fighting somebody like Jessica Jones who has extreme strength, then she doesn't. She's supposed to be. I don't think she has. I don't think Black Sky or Electra has extreme strength. Well, I think she, she, I think she has enhanced strength and like norm, you know, the normal enhance for being a quote unquote super person, right? You know, which is not 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 as as far as Jessica Jones does. Who was who? I feel Jessica Jones was highly underused in the series. I hated that character. I loved this. I, okay, I loved the the, <laughs> the TV show for Jessica Jones. I thought that was yeah. awesome, and I thought and um, Christina. Is it Christina? Kristen, Kristen Ritter. Yeah, Christian Ritter. Ritter. I always think of John Ritter, even though she, right. I don't think they're related, but that's- <laughs> No, not at all. That's what I think of. So Kristen Ritter, I can't see anybody else playing Jessica Jones. Not any time oh, she's soon. Perfect. Yeah, she's, she's perfect. She's perfect. And that first season was awesome, and I'm excited to watch season two. Me too. I hated the way they represented her in Defenders. I felt like her see, character took a step back and was a secondary, normal chick character oh oh i'm so disgruntled oh my opinion's not being heard oh i'm gonna bitch and leave and that's what it felt like (laughs) 
You know what I mean? It felt like a, a normal, like, let's just make her the, just let's make her the bitch. And that's what it, and, and I, I thought they took a step back with the character during that, that whole run. I see when I, before I, before I watched it, you told me that, you know, like you just, you, the only thing you told me about defenders was the, your thoughts on Jessica Jones. And yeah. I went into it with that thought in my head, like, Oh, well, Kendrick says this. And I watched it and I, I don't a hundred percent disagree, but I also don't hundred percent agree with you on, on how they treated her. I think she was underused her potential of what she can do and what she should be doing. is yeah. a lot higher than what it was. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, she comes back around in the first, in the last couple, uh, in the last couple episodes, you know what I mean? They yeah, kind of I mean, use her more and they kind of, I just, I don't know, man. Cause to me, but you know, she didn't, she didn't come out of her own series as a, you know, no, she's flawed. Uh, I mean, that's what makes her so yeah, likable. Right. But her, she ended her series in a very fucked up place mentally, you know, like her series one didn't end on a super happy note for her. Like, yeah, she won the day, but she was still, you know, had a, you know, there's a ton going on at the end yeah. of the season. It wasn't, it wasn't all happy and sunshine. Right. Right. And she's coming just out of, you know, beating, uh, uh Kilgrave and dealing with all this shit she had to go through there. I, and, you know, she's, the, she kind of gave up. Yeah. But see, to me, the way they portrayed her in season one and I went into it thinking out of all the defenders, she has the most experience and she, and not only the most experience in fighting, because she's been, she, because you have the sense that she was part of something more earlier on. Yeah, and then she, she, was, she was Jewel for a while. Yeah. She did the Jewel thing. Yeah, yeah. So she has more experience than Daredevil. I mean, Daredevil is still only like two years in or a year and a half into his being Daredevil. She's She was yeah. already an established super, quote unquote, superhero by the time he even thought of being coming Daredevil. And then she had her, and then she, now she's been an investigator for a while and- they didn't. To me, I, I get they want Daredevil and Iron Fist to kind of take the reins of being the lead, but you have somebody there that's already been there, done that, and she knows how to do everything, and she understands what's going on better. And they they just portrayed her as somebody that was. It didn't fit to me. It just her actions right. and the way and the things she said didn't fit to what they gave us in season one. Well, they should they should have tapped more into her detective skills or her, her, her PI skills in the show, like her getting information and stuff like that. And which they didn't really, they didn't really touch it. It's the same problem I have with, with any current Batman movie is yeah. Batman's supposed to be the world's greatest detective, but he doesn't do any detect detecting in any of his movies. Like, <laughs> right. He just reacts. None of, none of his recent movies have involved any detective work, which is like, he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. It's a huge part of, of who he is. But they don't portray the movies, and I feel like it was similar with her in this in Defenders. Is what do you mean in, in Justice League? They show they show they they show him behind a computer, <laughs> opening oh, <geez>. files, <laughs> right? Hacking encryptions. <laughs> yeah, he uh, and he he he, uh, he sent files in BVS to Wonder Woman too. That was the technical work, right? Right, and That's, well, it ended no. up being a long commercial for Justice League. <laughs> Right, it was right. a Justice League trailer <laughs> within within the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. I, it was totally pointless so that would be for that scene to be there. Yeah, it was, I mean, anyways. I liked the scene because it was cool. Because to me, it was cool. I mean, you know, it's cool, but it's pointless for the movie. Right. Yeah. Like cut it out, it won't matter. You know. But anyways, uh, I, I think that they didn't tap into Jessica Jones' potential as far as what she should have done. Now, I didn't hate her in the world. I do think she was the weakest part of the team as far as her her role and what she did. I think she was the least important part of the team as far as everything goes. Yeah. And to me, she, she should have been one of the most important parts of the team. 
Yeah, cause she's the strongest. I mean, she's one of the she's the second strongest one on the team, or or the strongest. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's her or Luke she, Cage, right? And I don't know because Luke Cage's is not. He wasn't. Is he? A, he's not a mutant. Luke Cage was altered afterwards. Uh, altered so, afterwards. So I wonder who is more. Who is actually stronger? They haven't really shown it. I mean, in, in the Jessica Jones show, they kind of showed that she was stronger by a little bit because she yeah. ended up winning the day. But he was also under mind control, so who knows? But I think when it comes down to it, I think she is stronger than, than Luke Cage. Um, yeah, because he can't. In some respects. She can simulate flying by jumping. He can't do that. No. Well, she can fly. She just flies badly. <laughs> no, she, well, she said that in season one that, you know what? It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll talk about it during Jessica Jones' season, you know what I right. mean, or, or review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that'll be an interesting we, conversation. We already did. Yeah. We already did. Yeah. Right. We already <laughs> did. Yeah. Go back to <laughs> Jessica Jones. This is so weird. We're recording out of sync or out of out of timelines, and it's so weird. <laughs> so funny. those listening, just just so you know, just, just for fun real quick, those listening, as of this point, because you're listening to Defenders, which puts you at the fifth day of six days of Netflix Marvel shows. And then tomorrow, the next day tomorrow will be Punisher. We've only recorded daredevil and Punisher at this point. So we're doing, we did the first one and the last one. And now we're doing the second to last one. <laughs> right, right, right. We're all out of sorts. So, it's just because we want to have guests on for. A yeah. Lot yeah, of yeah. What you know that cause you heard them all. That's so, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I felt like, I, I before I watch I, I watched the show late. Like by the time I watched Defenders, a lot of people already watched. There were reviews up online. I saw tons of things on Twitter about how why they make Defenders the the Iron Fist show. Nobody likes Iron Fist and all this all this all this shit about it being terrible or unwatchable or whatever. Yeah. And ultimately, I, I watched it. and I was like, no, no, it all it all kind of tie. It it really did tie a lot of stuff together. And yeah, it, it was it was enjoyable to me. And I I actually really liked the Danny Rand character. I, I think. Growing up reading Iron Fist, and as I as I, as I I'm sure I talked about in the Iron Fist episode, I uh, I enjoyed his take on Iron Fist, and mm-hmm. he 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 was less pretentious and douchey than the Iron Fist in the cartoon, which is supposed to be overly douchey to be funny. Yeah, but he still had that that naiveness, you know, that a naivety. I would always yeah, which I would think the Danny Rand character would have because he's a rich white kid that ended up growing up in this Asian culture, all about you know martial arts and. And the 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 Iron Fist. And That's all supposed this stuff. to be part of his his character building is the stranger in yeah. a strange land. Exactly. Yeah, and then and, he, and then he goes home and he has all these different experiences that somebody in his position would never ever have experienced. And so right, he's right. he's he's an odd he's an, he's out of water. He's not he's a duck out of water, yeah. and he doesn't really know where his pond is. You know, because yeah. Kunlun is gone and now he's in New York and nobody, you know, nobody wants to accept him for who he, who he is. And right. So he's and, lost. And he makes friends with these people who don't want to be his, be his friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think I, I honestly, I think that, I mean, I went into it with, I, I went into it with an open mind because I, I was like, no, I'm not going to let these people talking negative about it affect yeah. me. And I think ultimately not just myself, but I've noticed online and I'm sure everybody else has too, that the negative voices speak louder than the positive ones. Always. So if there's like five people who hate it and a hundred people who love it, those five people are going to be heard more over those other hundred because it's funny to be negative apparently, you know? Yeah. So I enjoyed it overall, the whole thing. And I think it, I think it tied together the elements of Daredevil season two and the elements of iron fist very well. 
I'm not upset that it didn't. There was nothing from Jessica Jones or Luke Cage to tie into this because really, those seasons were so good on their own. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't have anything that they're strong. They're yeah. Out of the out of the four characters, those two have the strongest seasons. Yeah. Oh yeah. For complete and, seasons, because d- for right. me, pun- you know, Netflix or Netflix Daredevil season <laughs> two with the Punisher is my favorite out it's of amazing. everything so far. It's fantastic. Yeah. But it's, it's only it's only five. I think it's only five episodes. Yeah. Out of a whole season, thirteen. You know, yeah. five or six, something like that. But yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I liked. One of the things I also enjoyed about it is I enjoyed how I mean and I, I knew they were going to do it because they had to do it. It wasn't just those four teaming up. It was those four plus there was other characters. I think they each had one or two people from their show in the in it as well. Like, you know, Daredevil had Foggy and Karen and Jessica Jones had Hellcat, which she's not yeah. Hellcat yet, but she's going to be Hellcat. Patsy Walker, you know, and Luke Cage had who, Misty wait, Knight. Wait, wait, who, who's Hellcat? Who? Patsy Walker. Which one? Uh, Trish. Patsy Walker. Trish. Her sister, Trish. Who's Blonde sister? Girl, has Jessica Jones. Oh, the one that has Patsy the, Walker. Yeah, the one that she, has she, like she the become, TV show or whatever, the radio yeah, show. That's yeah, she right. becomes Hellcat. Oh, well, I don't know. If she doesn't. I, I don't know. If she has in Netflix, but in the comics, yeah, she becomes Trish Hellcat. or Patsy Walker becomes Hellcat. Yeah. So, and then Luke Cage had Misty Knight, who I think Misty Knight was a really cool character in Luke Cage, and in and Iron Fist had um, Colleen Wong, who I thought she was amazing. You know, I, I liked the fact that her her strength of what she, you know her character and her her motivations carried through to the show and she's like no i'm not gonna you're not, you're not leaving me behind i'm a fucking warrior you know yeah yeah i liked that about that you know and had obviously you had the night nurse in there because you can't leave her anywhere because she's awesome <laughs> although she's, <laughs> although she's not as the night nurse nurse she's not yeah. in the punisher at all no she's not and she really should have been <laughs> yeah she was in every other series God, but not at all she wasn't in one episode no not in one episode, not at all. Are you sure? I'm positive because I was, because I was, I was looking for. Her. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, they, they, they even had the opportunity when uh, Frank Castle was all shot up and ba- and brought back to the um, micro uh, uh, microchips cage. I can't not cage uh, hideout to bring to find a way to bring her in. And they didn't. They ended up taking her, taking him to um, Mandali's parents' house. We talked about it on the Punisher episode. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't appear as Claire Temple. Yeah, which I mean, I I thought I mean it makes sense because they're fast. They're past the first phase of the, the I don't think shows, right? I don't think they ever show him in Hell's Kitchen during during that time. No, no, he's outside of it. Well, that's why she's not in it. Yeah, I mean, it make, it makes sense. But the fanboy me is like, you know, she 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 connects all the shows. I want her to connect this one too. But you have Karen Karen Page is in Punisher, which is you know it's good enough. Yeah, Karen Page is in Punisher, but there there's like a there's a little. There, there's a little thing there going on between the Punisher and Karen yeah. Page. I think Deborah Ann Wool does a great job playing Karen Page. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I, li- I liked her on True Blood, and I like her on this too. Yeah, she was good in True Blood. Fun fact: her brother, I think it is, um, has an eBay account where he sells comic books and merchandise and stuff from her, uh-huh. and she supports it and stuff. And they should like do it. like a one time couple years ago that she they auctioned off a signed like ten speed bike by her. Oh, that's cool. All. All the money goes to charity. Oh, that's nice. So I've actually I've I have them on my I watch them and I actually I've bought several comics from them because they sell they she sells um, exclusive signed True Blood comics. And she, I mean, she's probably doing Daryl stuff now too. And 
all the money they raised, they donated it all straight to a charity, which I was like, that's freaking awesome. And you get a little thing in the package that says, you know, you bought this from this account, certify that, you know, it's from, from Deborah Ann Wool. All your money, your money's going to these charities, stuff, stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Deborah Ann Wool doing the Lord's work. Right. And I, can't, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. If, if I find it by the time you post this, I'll put it, in, put it down in the description below. If not, just search the internet for Deborah Ann Wool eBay account or Brothers eBay or something like that, and you'll probably find it. Yeah. That's cool, man. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. That that and when I when I found that on eBay, it kind of made me like her more because I'm like, oh, that's awesome! You're doing, you're just not making a big deal about it, but you're just helping out. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Something that takes something that takes her probably no time at all because her brother's doing it. She just, you know, her brother's doing a lot of the work, and she just she knows her quote unquote star power will help things sell. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But so what what was something? What is something that you hated or didn't care for? This would put that way. What is something you didn't care for on on the Defenders? I felt it was too short. I felt it needed about two more episodes. It was a thirteen episodes, right? They're stuck on that it was, thirteen. It was, no, it was it was eight episodes. Oh, was it only eight episodes on Defenders? Yeah. What's up with only that? Eight, because I don't know. They did it short. I felt like it needed at least ten. Because isn't everybody else thirteen? Yeah, everything else is thirteen episodes, I believe. And Defenders was eight. I felt like I felt like Defenders needed at least it needed at least two more episodes to kind of like tie everything together. And one thing I didn't care for too much. I didn't care too much. Hey, I'm kind of over the superheroes teaming up, but none of them want to team up gritty, angsty shit, right? Like, there's a big fucking bad guy coming. You all have fucking powers. You know what you have to do. Get over your fucking self and team up and do it. Like, that's so true. It's like, I'm not going to, I don't team up. Fuck you. She has, she can fucking almost fly and she's super strong. He's both fucking bulletproof and he's a fucking ninja with a lighty, with a lighty fist. Get over (laughs) it. With a lighty fist. Get over (laughs) it. Right? I mean, come on. Uh, it's such a trope, hilarious. like oh, that no, or one of them's like like Iron Fist is like, I mean they they kind of played Iron Fist like a dope, which I didn't quite like because Iron Fist I've never seen in all the comics I've read I've never seen Iron Fist as being dumb, right? He's naive to current culture stuff because of what happened to him, but he's not dumb, right? And during the team up portion of Defenders, it kind of thought they played him as an idiot, and I'm like I don't necessarily like that because. He's not dumb. He's naive. There's a, there's a difference between stupid and naive. Well, I felt like they were like, I, I felt like the other three were trying to have him calm down and not want to just rush into things, and he just kept wanting to go, 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 go. Yeah, and that, and that plays into them them playing him as dumb because I would think that he may be naive about current stuff, but he would know that a plan of attack of just rushing in wouldn't work, wouldn't be good, you know? Right. In my opinion. Right. You know, but I don't know. I. I just keep coming back. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, God, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. I really, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I watched it with Kayla, and I think we watched the first. F- we finished Iron Fist. Uh, we had two episodes of Iron Fist to finish. We finished that, and then we started we started Defenders right away. And we watched the first four episodes, staying up until like three a.m. watching the yeah. first four. So we finished the whole thing in two days. Watched watched almost watched half of it in one night. You know. Yeah, we've watched all of them. Uh, we, I don't know that she made it through all of Iron Fist. Uh, but I did, and then, but we did watch all of the Defenders. I think I thought it was good. I mean, there is some point. There is some plot points though that are kind of jump around where you're like, okay, what's going on? Wait, what? What which just ones? happened on Defenders? Which one? Which plot points? Can you think of any? Yeah, you know what? To be honest, it's been like over what two you just months. Remember there being some, you just remember there being some stuff that didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's been okay. like two months since I actually watched the series, and we probably yeah. should have watched it before we did this episode. This this rewatch. We watched it. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it's fine. It's which is the one where 
okay, the, here's the girl with the samurai sword. Colleen. That, is it Colleen? Yeah. Colleen and, Wink. Yeah. yeah Colleen and, Wake, Wink. And I don't really understand why her character is there so much. Because uh, he, she's with Danny Rand. Yeah, but her and Danny are kind of pretty much dating at the end of Iron Fist. Yeah. It's just weird. And anywhere, I, I mean, and she's and she like, and she's a warrior. I so think she, I would have killed her. In the oh, defenders. I love her character. I love her character. Yeah, but I'm all the more reason, all the more reason to kill her. Because she No, I think it would bring more depth to who Danny Rand is and I just think it's kind of weird that she's just this normal person with a sword fighting against these these, you know, fighting with these superheroes and then at the same time fighting like Black Sky and this this organization and she, I don't know, just it's I just find it kind of odd. I I'm and, glad and I just I didn't think I'm just saying, okay, for me, I understand what you're saying. You like the character. You want to see her go, go further and, and be more involved. And, and, and I can commend that. I, that's, you know, because I get that way with certain characters too. I just think her dying would, would put more emphasis on Danny Rand's character and maybe pull him out of that buffoon type of, of characteristics that they're, that they're having him portray right now and make it yeah, be a little bit died, more serious. But if she dies, she could never team up with Missy Knight and be, da- be daughters of the dragon. Okay, because her her and Missy her, her and Misty end up teaming up when Danny in the comics at least when Danny Rand and Luke Cage go off into the hero fire shit. Yeah, see, I never read any of the uh, Power Fist Iron Man and Power Fist. I never read them, and see, they're so good. They're so I, fun. I don't I mean, think they're, I've, they're dated. I, I've never read one issue. Like you, really, um, most of the times I could say, "Oh yeah, I've read that" or "I've read a couple of that," but for some reason. You know, Iron Fit, Power Man, and Iron Fist. I just never read because maybe it just wasn't like okay. Because when you go to our comic book stores, you know what I mean. They're not going to get every single thing that a publisher puts out because they can't afford no. it. Because if it doesn't sell, then they're stuck with these books, and they've had to put right. money out that exactly. they're not making money off of. And and so maybe maybe the comic book stores that I went to when I was a kid, like the Paperback Exchange, didn't buy those books. I don't remember ever even maybe seeing not. them. I mean, I think I remember seeing back issues. You know, yeah. But it, I, I wanted to see Spider Man. I wanted to see Wolverine. I didn't want to read something about some guy doing kung fu because I just watched kung fu on TV. <laughs> right. Seriously, you know. And so it's like I get, eh. I get it. So I never, so I just never read them. You know, I like them more now, and I've read more about those characters on the internet than I have actually yeah. experiencing them reading like you did. Because like you're talking about things that it's so funny because you're like. I'm growing up, I read more Marvel and you read more DC, but really, well, I still read Marvel. Yeah, you read a lot of Marvel and you love a lot of Marvel characters, which is hilarious. Well, as, Don't as let anybody about- fool you. He loves Marvel. <laughs> he loves it. He just doesn't. He just hates their. He just hated their business practices for a long time. Right. Well, and as we talked about, I think it was the comics. Uh, what got you in the comics episode? When I talked about getting those boxes of comics of Marvel books from my dad's front at work. Yeah. That really, that really indoctrinated me into into Marvel because I had, you know. 500 comic books or all these Bronze Age Marvel books, which is that I, I read almost all of them, which is how I discovered Daredevil and Iron Fist and Luke Cage. And yeah, well, Colin Marvel's and writing is a lot different than DC. It's much more approachable. It if you're like a 12, yeah. 11 year old kid, the Marvel stuff is more approachable. And it's, I don't know, it's just, for lack of a better term, it's more fun at that time. I don't know if that's how it is today, you know, it could be cuz I read a lot of Batman now and I read yeah. then I read a lot of Punisher, but then I le- I read a lot of image stuff like Copperhead, you know. Thanks thank you Scott. <laughs> right, thanks th- thanks Scott. Oh, damn, you got you got the Copperhead. You said the word. <laughs> and then we actually we actually haven't done that in a couple episodes. Yeah, we haven't because, you know, you start to move on, but 
you know, so I've been reading more of that kind of stuff. So, so I, I never went back and read Iron Fist or, or Power Man. So my, my whole thing of everything is, is that show. You should read and I'll, I'll send it to you or it's on, actually, it's on comiXology. And if you ever get time, I mean, it's a long series, but, um, the immortal Iron Fist, it's from 2009. It's, yeah. I know you remember it, you're reading it. Oh, uh, I, it's really good. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a different take on Iron Fist than what the original ones were. Um, it kind of it plays the Iron Fist more as uh, well. Obviously, obviously the Iron Fist is a mantle you can earn, but it plays it as Danny Rand is not the first white Iron Fist. Oh, there was one. There was there was a white one before him, and it's really. I'm on volume two or three of it now. I think I'm on volume. I'm happy to volume two. I can't remember. It's been a while. They, they play on the fact that he's Caucasian in the show in the in the, in the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's good, and even even if you go back and read the old Iron Fist, like the old like you know first appearance and the first story arcs. Yeah. I still think that, I mean, they're definitely dated to the seventies as far as to talk about how they do things, but right. I, they're still, I mean, I, I still enjoy them, you know, man, I still and, like death wish. That's from the seventies. I've got death wish. <laughs> I don't really like that show. I didn't like it when I saw it, but it was just, you know. right. um, but going back, going back to Colleen is like, you know, it'd be, I, I do agree that if they would have, if she would have died, it would have helped propel his character further in the show. Just for character depth just, for him, for, right. for him as a, in a show. But for me, knowing who she becomes and who she is, it's you know, I'm glad they You're didn't like, no, do that. No, because no, no, ex- you can't do this. Right. <laughs> because, because, spoiler alert, but Misty Knight is going to get a cybernetic arm in, in Luke Cage season two, and then I'm pretty sure eventually her and Colleen are going to team up because I have a feeling that Iron Fist is going to become Iron Fist and Luke Cage are going to become more intertwined together. They should because they they're like best friends in the comic book. Right. I mean, that's one thing you know if you read more of a comics because I, I mean, the only time I read about Iron Fist and Power Man is when they did crossovers with books I was always already reading. But the one thing right. they always portrayed is those two are inseparable. They're oh, like, they're more like they're more like brothers than just friends. They are. Yeah, they're they're more than best friends, and which is which I want to see. Though I want to see you know Luke Cage and Iron Fist and, and Netflix get to there, and I think they will. And if I if it was my choice, what I would do is Luke Cage season two have it you know go, go forward with it with Missy Knight. <laughs> they're lethal weapon before lethal weapon, right? You know what I mean? Then, they are, dude. <laughs> if you think about it, are, yeah. Iron Fist and Pyro Man is lethal weapon before lethal weapon. That's a good way to put. Uh, yeah, and it's. Uh, anyways, what I'm saying is, season two of Luke Cage. You know, bring Danny Rand in for some of it. Like have have that be the beginning of their friendship, right? Uh, the, be- the beginning of their blossoming of their friendship, they be- becoming best friends, right? And then Iron Fist season two continue that with Luke Cage coming over, and then after season two of Iron Fist season two of Luke Cage, make it make make the show cross connect them and make it Heroes for Hire, and. Bring or, or Luke Cage and, or Power Man Iron you know, give it a name and bring it and have those two shows combined to be one to where yeah. they're now inseparable. And then what that could also do is you, that, that would bring those two together. It would bring Missy Knight and Colleen Wing together more. And you can also have the <laughs> subplot of those two characters coming together. And then well, I would love to do you to be the showrunner and right? say, this is the vision, guys. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Well, <laughs> what I'm getting to is I would love to see them have a show on Netflix called Heroes for Hire and another one called Daughters of the Dragon and, you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist and uh, Misty Knight and Cullen Wing on the other show. And I just think it'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, I'm a DC guy, not a Marvel guy. Do you so. th- yeah, right. Because <laughs> that's obvious now. <laughs> right. <laughs> My true color. I just, I one, we had one of us had to pick the other one, man. We couldn't both be Marvel guys and both be DC guys. Wouldn't be fair. Well, well yeah, but I'm like, I'm, I'm clearly <laughs> I like not everything. just I like Marvel. Everything. You know, I know, me too. 
I like everything. I mean, I like I, I like I good your stories. DC though comes really comes show comes through when you're talking about Superman. Yeah, because yeah. you can't compare Superman to anybody without you being like, <laughs> yes, that's how I talk. Phenomena. But but what do you think? You think they're going to have a Defenders too? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The second they season. What are they yeah. going to fight? They still got to fight Elektra. I think. I, I hope not. I hope it's something better. I hope Elektra's taking. I hope the Elektra storyline quote-unquote ends in the next season of daredevil i think it's been going on for long enough we don't need to have another defenders well, fight electra okay so if, if you haven't read daredevil frank miller's run in daredevil shame on you um it's one of right. the it's really actually that's where he that's where he gets his chops to do batman and to do some of the cool stuff that he's done afterwards but that's really where he cut his teeth so to speak he cut his teeth on probably one of the earliest gritty characters there were yeah yeah and he did an daredevil amazing has job always been yeah daredevil even before frank miller was always a little bit more darker than the other heroes around him even when he yeah. first started be, strictly because he was a quote-unquote blind superhero so there was a lot more angst into it than you know, I only need say, like four more episodes else. or five episodes. I don't need like four or five issues to complete my Frank Miller Daredevil run. Nice. I, I think I need, I was an idiot when I, so I got all those comics from that guy when I was a kid and I was yeah. an idiot and I sold off my first appearance of a lecture, my first appearance of bullseye in high school. Cause I was like, Oh, I can get a lot of money for these. So I, yeah. I kept the other ones. And I sold those two. So yeah. I have, of course, those are the two the, that I need and the death of Electra. <laughs> yeah. I, I have that one. I have all of the Frank Miller one, including the, including I had the, the death of Electra for a long mm, time. Yeah. I have all of that. I have Daredevil issue two through 50. I'm yeah. just number one, but the, the, only, the only Daredevil I care about now that I'm, I'm keeping, I mean, if I have, I have probably, I think I have a 78% complete set of Daredevil volume one. Um, which I know I, why do I know that number? Because I catalog everything. Yeah. Five but, years ago is when you wanted to buy daredevil number one. Right. I know. Now well, I tried, I, I tried buying it. Um, I actually tried buying a copy back in 2004. Yeah. You, know, you talked about that. Yeah. It was 500, it was $500 for a copy. And I was like, fuck, but now it's thousands for a shit copy. Anyways, yeah, ever since Netflix, it is it, right, it, yeah. gone up like a thousand percent since Netflix, literally. Well, and it was it had gone up before that too because it, for Marvel, it, which is which is funny, is well, it had Daredevil. A, it had a bump from the from the movie from the early two thousands. It did, but what I'm getting to is is Daredevil for Marvel has been the one consistent series for the last like thirty years as far as consistent sales and yeah. consistently good storytelling. There's obviously there's been some issues that were less, but. It's been a solid. It's been a solid. I mean, it's it's not an. A, he's never been an A lister in the comics. He's he's, he's a B lister, uh, whatever. Yeah. But he, he's always kept his numbers, and he's always told good stories. I mean, Kevin Smith wrote a, an arc for him. A lot of these. A lot. Of, there's a lot of good arcs in Daredevil, and it's just been a consistent background seller. And it's not surprising that his number one, his early Silver Age stuff, has gone up because you know it's over the years he's gotten these series that just keep going. I mean, they introduced they introduced Superior Spider Man in Daredevil. Yeah. You know what. Well, that's interesting. You know what's uh, interesting that I find when you so when I was a kid, there the, not everybody read Daredevil, you know. No, but there was no. a few people that read Daredevil, and but the thing is, the difference is, is like I love Spider Man, outgrew Spider Man. I love the X Men, outgrew the X Men. The people yeah. that read Daredevil still read Daredevil. They yeah. still love Daredevil, and it's and it's kind of funny. It's very similar to people that got really into Batman in the eighties. Yeah. Still read Batman, still love Batman, and it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting dichotomy because 
Daredevil is like a B level character, like you said, but his writing, the the people they've had write and 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 draw Daredevil have, I don't know, they've always been really good, good. They've always just been really good storylines. Yeah, I mean, they 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 relaunched Daredevil back in the early two thousands with Kevin Smith telling the first, Kevin Smith and Joe Quesada on the first story arc, and the yeah. first story arc was really good. And then after Kevin Smith, Brian Michael Bendis took over writing it, and. It had uh, David Mack did a series of the art on there, which David Mack, if you don't know who he is, he did Kabuki. He does covers for Sandman Overture and, and lots of Dark Horse covers. And he tells – he's a watercolor painter, and it's his his paintings are amazing. I, I yeah. love his work. And Daredevil has always been in a, a series where people can can stretch their legs a little bit with superheroes. Take chances. Because yeah, he allows you to take more chances without being you know ridiculously crazy because he is a brawler. He is a yeah. more of a street level hero, and it's nice. I think people like him and gravitate towards Daredevil because yeah, he has heightened senses because of the blindness, and then he can you know, like I remember reading in one of the Daredevil comics where he goes to pick up the phone. He picks up the phone right before it rings, you know, yeah, because he could hear it coming down the line before it's there, and yeah, yeah things. But other than that. He gets his ass kicked all the time. He's doesn't have super strength, doesn't have super speed. He's just he's really at the end of the day, except for the the blindness and the height and the heightened sense. But they're not so heightened that that they're scary heightened. You know what I mean? They're just right, heightened right. sense sense sense. Right. He's he's basically precog. Right. He he can he can kind he can kind of see things before they can, happen or as they're happening. Yeah, it's not you, it's not overdone. Yeah, but you 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 can like. Not empathize, but you can feel what's the word I'm looking for? You can feel like you could be Daredevil in some ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just have to get an accident and have some toxic that's things. Not what to I'm, your but eyes. that's what I'm saying though, dude. Besides no, no, that no, no. shit. You know? You, you But you you get what I'm saying. Because he gets his ass kicked so much and he's taken on these characters that are larger than life and he finds a way. And I think people can can relate. That's the word I'm looking for. They can yeah, relate yeah, to him yeah. easier than say Wolverine or Colossus right. or you know Spider Man even. Dude, even though Spider Man has, huh? Sorry, you see Wolverine. I I legit had a recurring dream for like seven years as an adult of being Wolverine. <laughs> I know you told I'm us. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I would every I would wake up and I'm like, "Shink, I'm Wolverine, motherfuckers!" I'm like, no, I'm not. Damn it. <laughs> I told Kay that, and she told me I'm a dork. But yeah, I would I would have a dream every night about being Wolverine. <laughs> but no, I agree. Daredevil is relatable for a lot of a lot of in a lot of ways, and I, I like it. I like it that way, you know. And going back about ten minutes to a question you asked about what would I want to have done in season two of Defenders, Kingpin. Yeah, well, I think he's gonna be because they they don't I mean, they show him in Defenders in the prison, or is that am I thinking of something else? I don't remember. <laughs> I think. Oh so. no, I think that's a. Uh, that's Punisher Netflix. That's Daredevil season two. Okay, with the Punisher but, in in prison, and then and then uh, Kingpin's in it. There are two things I want for Kingpin, and I'd be happy with both of them happening, or either of them happening. I want Kingpin to, to get out of prison, and I want him to be the big bad in Defenders season two, to where the, all the Defenders, including Punisher, have to take him on because Vincent D'Onofrio is so fucking badass yeah. as Kingpin. Yeah, he's great. I can't. Yeah, he's he did a really also, good job. I also want. Tom Holland to be Spider-Man and have yes, him do like I want a couple to do a movie. Just do a Spider-Man movie with Kingpin as the bad guy and bring in Punisher. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Yeah, that would be perfect. Are you there? Did I lose you? I think I lost you. Can you hear me? Oh, you can hear me, but your computer froze. Lame. 
Last word that came across was orgasmic. <laughs> uh, so we lost Johnny. The last word he says is orgasmic. So I guess it really was orgasmic. He, he liked it so much he passed out. <laughs> but that would be a cool, really cool movie. Spider-Man, Punisher, fighting Kingpin. And you could actually start it with Spider-Man 129 where, where – the Punisher feels he needs to to get Spider-Man. Uh, okay, we're back. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> I still want to say, are you done coming? <laughs> you did. God damn it. <laughs> so I know the last thing I said before my computer froze and stopped was orgasmic, but yeah, it's not so what I meant. So for everybody listening, what I got was that would be orgasmic and then dead air. <laughs> for a while. And they were like, where'd you go? <laughs> Right. Oh, my, my computer froze. Luckily, 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 we didn't lose the recording. Yeah. So I got the recording, but my computer yeah, froze yeah. hard. Yeah, do a hard reset, and luckily, that whole first um, what forty minutes or whatever. Man, I am I I I'm not having good luck with computers right now. I mean, my my desktop. I put coffee in. It's not working anymore. I got to replace it. I got the Surface Book now, which I love. Is that the but and that's actually the first Pro, time or is that just a Surface just, Book? Well, there's there's not a Pro version of Surface Book. There's just Surface Book and Surface no. There's book a Pro too. version that sh- that that clamshells just like an actual laptop. No, that's that that is the Surface Book. What you're thinking of is there's a Surface Pro, surf, there's there's a Surface, a Surface Pro, oh, okay. and a Surface Book. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Surface, so you're not, you don't the have the Pro, book. you just have the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, oh, I have a Pro too, but the book is higher up than the Pro. It's got better. Oh, it's, the book it's is newer. newer. It's got better hardware. Yeah. 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 So I have I I have a Pro three and I but I have this, this you, was Kaylee's Surface Book and she gave it to me on my computer. All these high end stuff. You have five kids, no money, but you got like. I got the newest Surface Book and the Surface Pro. I was like, those came out, man. I was like, I want one of those. Can't afford it. Uh, well, to be honest, when we sold our house a year and a half ago, we took some of that money and I bought Kaylee a new laptop and I bought myself a two-year-old Surface Book Pro oh, for seven dollars. Now, I, now it comes. So out. we took some. We took some money out of the profits of the house and we bought ourselves. I bought her a, a high-powered laptop, yeah. which was the Surface Book, and I bought myself a Surface a high-powered Surface Pro three, which was two years old at the time. So I spent seven hundred dollars for a top-of-line gotcha, Surface Pro gotcha. three. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, no, that's it works out. You didn't buy me one, but whatever. Thanks for thanks for airing my dirty laundry on the podcast. About well, being you don't poor have to guy. put that in. We can edit it out. It's okay. <laughs> I was just wondering because because no, I was no like, editing. how do you get all this stuff? <laughs> I don't have nothing, and I, I think I make a, a little bit more than you. I don't think I make a lot more, but I think I make a little bit more. And I was like, and I don't <laughs> have as many mouths to feed. <laughs> how do you what? <laughs> but that makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So back to what I was saying, having Punisher with Vincent D'Onofrio, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, and John Bernthal's Punisher in a movie or in a series together would be amazing to me. Because like you were saying in the part where I, you yeah. couldn't hear me, just to have the movie start with like that 129 where Kingpin hires the Punisher, or the sorry, Jackal hires the Punisher, but you can make it the yeah. Kingpin, that's fine, to take out Spider-Man for whatever reason. And then it ends with the two of them kind of teaming up to go back at him would be It'd be such an awesome movie, especially with those actors yeah, and those roles. Yeah, it's so and, great. And Kingpin is such a manipulator in the, especially in the TV series. And yes, Vincent D'Onofrio is. is so good at playing that role that he could manipulate, even though Punisher still wants to kill the Kingpin because of what he represents and who he is. He could still twist the idea that there's an issue with Spider-Man to the Punisher. Where he, you know, for um, you know, for like yeah. twenty minutes in the movie, he's trying to take out Spider Man in, in a way, and and then maybe he sees him actually 
do good, you know, and then goes, oh, hey, this isn't right, the person right. that I was led to believe. Right. That'd be, I mean, that'd be a great movie, I think, but um, they'll probably won't do it, but well, just, I would to love me, it. I would just love a, it so much. The Punisher belongs in Spider-Man to me. That's where he was born. And that's where, you know, some, some great storylines came out with him being well, in Spider-Man. He belongs in something with Spider-Man at some point because it's, you know, live, you know yeah. his roots, right? He grows past Spider-Man because he becomes much a much darker character, but he should definitely have interaction with Spider-Man. I mean, it's funny. It's funny because if I remember right, uh, John Barenthal and Tom Holland did screen tests together, right? Helped, helped each yeah. other do screen tests yeah. for him to get Punisher and Spider-Man. So the actors are clearly friends and they're clearly ready to, you know, right. wanting to do it. Right. <laughs> but we love Punisher and Netflix so much. We, he, we've snuck him into a Defenders episode, even though he's not in the Defenders. Right, exactly. <laughs> but he could be in Defenders season right. two. And that's, and that, that's, that's how we really he got should here. be. And he should that, be. That would be really neat. Yeah. So, yeah. What, be, okay. So cool. we talked about what you didn't like. What is something mm-hmm. that you really loved about the Defenders? I loved it once they got past the whole awkward team up portion. Oh, we're not going to team up. Right. Oh, we are. Oh, we're not. Oh, we are. Once they got past that shit, I think their interactions were really were, were, were fun. They were entertaining. I think I, I liked the interaction between them. I liked the interactions with the secondary characters when they were you know locked up in the police headquarters stuff they had to keep them safe. You know for whatever reason. And the Chinese I, I restaurant. The, yeah, the Chinese restaurant. I liked I liked their their interactions with each other. I thought the fight scenes were pretty cool. Um, I wish there was a little more to some of the fight scenes, but I thought overall they they did a good job of balancing their power sets in the yeah. fight scenes, you know, and uh, and um, keeping. I mean, I don't really care too much. I, I mean, rephrase that. I didn't like the South American hand member, but that's good because you're not supposed to like the bad guy, and he did the, that guy did a really good job of being a really giant pretentious asshole that i want yeah get. yeah he, he comes across he's he's actually in iron fist that's where you first see him and he yeah is portrayed yeah. as uh what's her name's um what's her name sensei yeah. colin uh yeah. colin and he's Wing. like he's, yeah. he's portrayed as a good guy at first and they do a pretty good right but you kind of know i mean not. you're like oh, something's <laughs> not something doesn't smell right in denmark yeah right and you kind of know and, and then it you know but the guy that plays him does a really good job of making you not like him yeah, I hold on. I'm like, just cut his fucking head off, please. <laughs> I like that you didn't realize that he's. Part, I don't. I I don't know. I didn't realize when I was watching Iron Fist that he was actually part of the hand. Yeah, until, yeah, until they yeah, revealed, until they it, revealed right? it, and then to have him be part of the hierarchy of the hand more so, you know, because in Daredevil you don't really know who is leaders of the hand. You know, you just know it's this right kind of this foreboding force of people that are manipulating strings in the background and then have these foot soldiers, so to speak, you know, funny right. note, the foot in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a direct thing from the hand, you know, that's them making fun of the hand for that whole thing. Well, and, and the, they actually, they actually released Kevin Eastman and Peter Lillard actually released that the toxin or the ooze that creates the turtles yeah. is the same toxin yeah, that creates yeah. Daredevil. Which I kind of like it. Now they've, I think they've gotten rid of that, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know. But last I heard, it was part yeah. of it was part of canon that that the when Daredevil stopped that truck and the ooze went into the sewers, that that was the same yeah, stuff that yeah, made the turtles. Yeah, which I kind of like that. I thought that was a cool thing that they did. It's a yeah, it's a cool nod. To, I mean, they were big Daredevil fans. It's a cool nod yeah. to the, the character. But what I was saying is, I like that when you see in Defenders that you kind of start to see, 
you know, the hierarchy and the, the, the people actually pulling the strings and defenders. Uh, but you still kind of get the sense that there could be still a higher, uh, higher level. Yeah, you would think there'd have to be because for them to be that multinational, those those five they showed in defenders don't seem like they had the wherewithal to be what they were. I mean, if anything, the the, the Japanese one who only spoke Japanese, he seemed like he should have been the leader of the group because he really? was the most quote unquote. I, I I say that because he was the most merciless of all of them. You know, he was he was the voice of let's just get this done, just not fuck around in uh, what he did. But yeah. he also kind of bowed down to Sigourney Weaver's character a lot too, which didn't, you I know. think Sigourney was more powerful. But she, see, she seemed to have more of a plan than anybody else. Like she had an agenda. Yeah. She actually had an agenda, and I don't think everybody else really right. had an agenda more than just let's just grab as much power as we possibly as we possibly can. And right, well, their whole agenda was to get back to Kunlun. Yeah, right. They wanted to go back to and Kunlun take over. and they and take over Kunlun. Right. Yeah, which. I do kind of wish that they would have, you know, because as we, as we, I'm sure we talked about in yesterday's Iron Fist episode, they, uh, they didn't show Kunlun hard. I mean, barely at all. They showed like some caverns. They didn't, but you didn't see any of Kunlun at all. So I was hoping one of the payoffs with Defenders would be, since it's all based around Electra, the Hand, and Iron Fist, that we would get to see some of Kunlun, but we didn't. You know, we didn't, and it's kind of. I kind of like. Yeah, I kind of like that because it becomes more of an idea. And I kind of like yeah. that that aspect of it of of keeping it a mystery, and and being that you know you have to get to a certain Zen type level, almost like Shangri La. You, you you know you can yeah. go searching for Shangri La, but you'll never find it. You, you know, and right, Kunlun right. comes to you. You know, and that I kind of like that. And I don't know if they if they kind of just made a, a physical place that you can just travel to anytime you want. It kind of ruins the mystique of it. Well, no, not the time you want, but like when they when they could have shown some of the stuff they show with with Danny and his, you know, like in the flashbacks, on, you know, just standing outside guarding. Yeah, they could have shown they could have just shown him training on a, a set or something that was in Kunlun because it only shows up every ten years or whatever. But uh, they didn't. You know, they they kept it all very vague and very very mysterious. Which I mean, it plays well into the storyline. Just personally, being an Iron Fist fan, yeah, I kind of want yeah. to see it. <laughs> so if someone's coming and saying, "Hey, I want to watch," I'm going to watch the Netflix series. What do I start with? Because now when you go there, there's a lot. You know what I mean? There's not you're not Yeah, there's a lot. There's six there's six there's six seasons yeah, of shows to and, watch. And you know, and let's just take there's five seasons at, at thirteen apiece. So that's sixty-five episodes, and then you have the eight, so that's seventy-three episodes. That's yeah. That that that's some commitment, you know. <laughs> that's seventy-three hours of entertainment to yeah, watch. Yeah, <laughs> that's a commitment, <laughs> you know. And so for us, we've watched them as they come out. But if somebody was coming to you that yeah. is, let's take two different types of people. Ones that don't know anything about comic books, right? And that you think that they'll, right. might, they'll probably like it for the drama, for the action, and for whatever. And then the other one is somebody who is a huge comic book fan that may be very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, not argumentative, but very um, pessimistic about what they're about ready to watch. So right. what's your tact of explaining this to somebody who has n- never read a comic book? I would say that if you don't care 
about the characters' backstories of how they became who they are, and you want to go into it. And the whole goal is to yeah. watch Defenders, right? The goal is to watch is to Give watch an order and Defenders. Like if, an order of you said watch them even, and you could say just watch them in the order they came out, or you can say no, watch them in this order. Well, I would say this: if, if you're if you don't care about if you don't care so much about seeing how each character gets their powers and becomes who they are, and your goal is to watch Defenders, and you want to just watch Defenders, see them team up, and understand that storyline, then all you have to watch is season two of Daredevil and Iron Fist. Yeah. That's it. Because nothing else matters to Defenders unless you want the character backstory. Now, if you want to go into Defenders understanding who these characters are and what their motivations are and why they're there and why they're, why they're acting the way they act... Then I mean you gotta you've gotta watch all of them. Now you don't have to watch all of Luke Cage. You don't have to watch all of Iron Fist. You could watch, say, the first four, um, the middle episodes, and then like the ending because there's a lot of fluff in those two seasons. It's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you could cut out and not yeah. miss anything in those in those yeah. those shows. I would say you'd I would say you'd have to watch all of Jessica Jones because I think every episode is important to her character. Uh, if you want her, and Jessica her Jones is a different. I would say I don't know. She's her her whole series feels different than everybody else's. It is. It's very different. Um, but I would say for Daredevil, you'd have you'd, you'd have to watch both seasons because the first season really sets him up, but the second season really narrows down who he is and what his why he would be in Defenders helping out. And half the season is a whole is a whole precursor plot to Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I actually, I just, that, that, that question actually brought up something yeah. else I wanted to say real quick. And this is, it's, it's not going to be real quick because it's me talking. So, um, um, one of the things I loved about the first couple episodes of Defenders that I thought was done really well is you notice, you notice without noticing, um, that each show has a color scheme. Daredevil is red, Jessica Jones is blue, Luke Cage is yellow, and Iron Fish is green. That's their color scheme of the show. You go back and watch those shows, you'll notice that, a lot of the lighting in Jessica Jones is lit with blue. A lot of the stuff in Daredevil is lit with red, and same with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Those shows are are backlit with with those four colors. And when you watch the first couple episodes of Defenders, you'll notice that when they go to a Daredevil centric scene, when they're talking with when Matt Murdock's talking with Foggy or with Karen Page, the lighting or the lights in the background are red. Similar to Jessica Jones, it's very blue lit, and Iron Iron Fist is very green lit, and Luke Cage is very yellow lit. So. In Defenders, just even within those episodes, they keep those scenes before they come together tonality lit like their individual shows were. Something that I didn't even notice until until I watched Defenders. It's like, oh, every scene with Jessica is blue and every scene with Matt is red and you know Luke is yellow and Danny is green. And I went back and I watched some stuff in those episodes. I'm like, oh, their, their original shows follow the same scheme where they set your tone by color. So you see red, you think Daredevil. You see blue, you think Jessica Jones. They train you to see these to think of these characters with these colors oh, in this that's, context. that's getting deep right there that's cool yeah so if you watch it again you'll notice that huh there's a lot of red in daredevil and it makes sense there should be red in daredevil because he's a red character but they tone they, they tone it that way and it, it crosses over to the show i think whoever had the idea to spend those first episodes bring those characters together by using those color tones was a genius because it, it was it was yeah, that's, beautifully that done. Is genius that's awesome so yeah what about the pessimistic comic book geek how do you exp- uh, and for some reason they 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 haven't watched these yet because they're like I don't I don't they're going to ruin my 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 comics if I if I watch these. Honestly, my opinion is go fuck yourself and get over it. Watch it if you want to watch it, don't if you don't. <laughs> I have no time. I I have no time in my life for people who are like that, man. I don't care. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you know, they're out there. You know what I mean? No. And, and a lot of times those people they're are not they, bad people by any stretch. They they just no, have a real big- They're not. Let's put it this way. Maybe I shouldn't say pessimistic. Maybe somebody who just has a lot of passion for the comic books that understands those those characters because they've read the backstories, right? And, yeah. and And out of all the ones that they show, Jessica Jones is the newest- uh, in comic book yep. lore, and she, and and she wasn't like a massively popular character until Netflix. Well, she was. She's became way more popular after Netflix, but she she was a popular, she was a popular secondary character for a little while because I mean, and I think yeah, from the collector standpoint, but her right first there. appearance and her first issue was always worth money. Yeah. Well, yeah, but all first appearances almost always go up and, and worth money. And you said it right there. She's always been a secondary character. She has some popular, but you didn't see yeah. anybody cosplaying as her. You know, you do, no, you now. do now. I'm just saying Netflix <laughs> has it, it has oh, yeah. Netflix has her helped. into the stratosphere with people knowing who she is, right? Now non-comic yeah. book people know who she is. You know what I mean? Like right. if you just and, read and DC or you just read Image, you still wouldn't know who Jessica Jones was unless you were a Marvel person. No. Exactly. To go back to your question, to my, my honest answer would be is, is you know what, if you're, if you're too holden to the comic, if you're too holden to the old style or the, the, her quote unquote actual origin or any of the characters actual yeah. comic book setups, then you probably shouldn't ever watch a movie or a TV show based on a comic book character anyways, because they're going to change things because you have to modify things when you change the medium That's of right. what you're playing in. What worked in a comic book is not going to work in a TV show and not going to work in a movie transiting it word for word. You have to adapt. And Within those adaptations, you get good and you get bad. Yeah, think so, of it as an out of timeline story. Yeah, you just you just have to accept it for what it is. And be, okay, this is going to be the character that I love told in a different light, and you just go into it that way. You can't be all like, "Well, she didn't do that in the comic books," or "Daredevil didn't do that in the comic books," or "Oh, Blue Cage he wore a he wore a tiara in the comic books." You know, yeah, okay, he did. That was the seventies. Not going to wear a tiara anymore. You know. <laughs> they they always to it and they moved on. And I guess gotta, it was a tiara. You have to move on but it with looked things. cool in the comic books because so, it was more of a. I mean, it's a headband. Tiaras are for girls. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a tiara. It's a freaking tiara, man. Come on, let's say what it is. Let's just call uh, a spade a spade so here, man. Funny. It's a tiara. But he, uh, you know, th- those people and I, I love comic book people. I love talking comics, but people who are so beholden upon everything has to be what it was, and you can't yeah. have. There's you can't change anything ever. You get over yourself and accept the fact that it's there has medium. to be change. I, I, or I think you you nailed it when you said it's a different medium. Yeah, you there have has to, change to be change. It. It's the same thing when I when I listen to anybody who's read a book and then they make the movie and they and the first thing out of their mouth is the book is better. Well, no shit, you know, because you're using your imagination to come up with everything inside from the descriptive words. But they, you know, you what are you gonna, you're going to take a 500 page book and you, you have to realize that. Every page on a script is about a minute. And so a 90 page yeah. script is 90 minutes. And now you. So 500 pages would be 500 yeah, minutes. Not gonna, well, that's not even that because now you have to transfer it to a script where you're describing yeah. every single little scene and then creating all the different dialogue that's happening between. And then if you have a book that's doing a lot of narration, well, how do you describe that in yeah. the movie on top of that? There's a lot that goes into it. You can't just, it's not like you just give the book and say, okay, we'll just do page for page and, and, and read off the thing and shoot the movie. Right. It doesn't work that way. And it's impossible. You know, a rush. I say a, a Russian studio. A Russian studio did that with War and Peace, and it was like sixteen hours long. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, it, it's like can't do like that. Harry Potter. I heard so many people complain about Harry Potter movies that read that love the book, and it's just like, well, they 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 changed too much. Well, 
You know what? They have to. They have to. It's, it's, a, it's a different median. You're talking about a 400-page book in the span of two hours. You got some right. things you got to let go, and it's okay. Just just enjoy it for what it is, and then if you if you don't like it because right. you don't like the movie, then hey, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. You know, that's fine. But yeah, to go into this whole thing, you're getting like I can get passionate about things too. I, I love a lot of stuff, you know. And oh, I, love, I can like, too. Like I have I a, lot, a huge problem with some of the X Men movies, not because I I still like the X Men movies. Like I I don't. I mean, I even like. Except for Apocalypse, no, I even like that one, man. I mean, it's fun. Oh, I couldn't, no, I couldn't yeah. finish it, man. I, could, I got I, I forty-five mean, minutes in. I couldn't weird. get past it. He looks like he should be in the uh, Apocalypse. Looks like he should be in a Power Rangers TV show. You know, yeah, that's the only part should. that I didn't like. <laughs> but I did like the ending. I did like how how everything came together and how the Phoenix came out of Jean Grey and, yeah, I, and I did all, and all that kind of stuff. Point. And I did like the fact that in the movie. Quicksilver is searching for Magneto because he finds out that's his dad, and then they have this whole thing where yeah. Magneto is helping, and and Quicksilver doesn't tell him that he's his dad, that that I'm I'm your son, and everything. But there's that moment where things start to become realized, and I thought that was cool, man. I thought they did a good job, and but it, it's just the way uh, the the worst part about that movie is the way Apocalypse actually looks. Other than that, it's, it's yeah, I, I I couldn't get pa- I couldn't yeah. get past that. Yeah, and just- people. It's just so bad, to right? Me. And the people's reaction when they when they sent it should have been a big, big, like, "Hey, red flag, a red flag!" Right? And it's yeah. like, did you guys not do any kind of? Did you not look at a comic book? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just kind of weird. But other than that, I I enjoyed it. But but my point is this: I've enjoyed all the, the X Men movies. Do I get passionate when I read it and say that's not what happened? That's not how that is. That's I mean, I can look at Hugh Jackman as Wolverine who. Ended up being one of the great, yeah, a great, great, you know, rendition of what the Wolverine character is in movie form, but does not look anything right. like actually Wolverine. No, he's way, way, way too, too tall. tall and not freaking stout. But it's okay because it's a different it's universe. A and like movie. you touched on something a minute ago, you said you know, and I just wanted to expand it real quick. Um, you talked about you know, oh, it's not as good as the book because oh, the book is better or whatever. And I what I found is. For most people, whatever medium they absorb a story in first, that's their preferred yeah, version yeah, of that story, totally. right? Like my biggest example of that is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah. right? People who heard people who heard the radio play first over the book will tell you the radio plays better than the book. People who heard the book for the book first will tell you the book's better than the radio play and better than the TV series. People, some people who watch the TV series first will tell you, oh, that's that's a really good one. I like that one more. The book's okay. The book's kind of explains more though. It always depends on what you experience something as first. Usually becomes your favorite yeah, version of that's that story. Totally true and and that's totally okay. But don't shit on everything else around you. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So basically, you're gonna say, look. If you're passionate about your comics, and you that's, and that's okay. okay, that's okay to be passionate. But just think of these as more because I kind of think of them as out of timeline, right? Yeah, they're not canon. They're 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 they're, they're canon, canon to for themselves. the MCU. You know, nobody, right? Nobody considers the Daredevil Netflix show to be canon with the Daredevil comic books, and that's fine. They, right. they shouldn't right. be. You know, that's that's great. It just. I mean, we're kind of totally off on a tangent here, and that's wonderful because that's what we do. We, our show should be called t- the Tangent Show, right. I bet, apparently. But, um, well, you know, it stems it, from I, my question to you I, about, I, you know. It does. But I, I think, honestly, a lot of people need to, and I say get over, and I don't mean that rudely. I mean, people need to get over their preconceived notions of things and enjoy movies and TV shows and books and radio plays and whatever they're consuming, comic books. Enjoy go them for what they are. Go back to our Justice League review, and I go on a whole rant about enjoying and, and, and 
your characters that you've read, grew up reading and loving are on the screen in a way you never thought possible. Yeah. And it's like, I can sit here and I could tear apart BVS. I can tear apart Justice League. I can tear apart Avengers. I could tear apart and tell you why those are bad movies or why, or, or why I think these movies had so much more potential, potential than they did. But ultimately it comes down to, did I enjoy it? Did I have fun while watching it? Well, the answer was yes. Then why? Why would I want to waste so much of my energy being super negative? I don't. Well, let me put it like this way: Would you anymore. rather never have a Superman movie, or would you rather have what you have today? I would rather have BVS, which I'm. I I, I will sit here and tell you that I, after watching it multiple times, I do yeah. enjoy that movie. I I think it yeah. could be a ton better, but I do enjoy it. But I would rather have BVS yeah. than nothing. That's exactly right, man. Because it still looks amazing, you know. I'd rather have shitty X-Men movies than have no X-Men movies because I ultimately, I still love the X-Men. I and love I really Days of want Future Past. X-Men Did you watch movies. that one? Days of Future Past, it's amazing. My favorite X-Men movies are X-Men 2, Days of Future Past, and First yeah, Class. First Class was pretty fun. I didn't, there's some things I didn't like. Like, I didn't like in, in, in actually, you know what? Let's save that and do an X-Men movie epi- episode. Yeah, I was going to say we should. There's we some should. things in some of those movies that really don't get to me because of what's in the comic book compared to the movie. It's the story writing in the movie itself. Oh, we can do two episodes. We should do with both trilogy. We should do the original trilogy and then the, the first class trilogy, two episodes done. done. All right. So f- we're rambling on a lot here. Final thoughts on defenders. What would you, what would you say? I enjoyed defenders. I, I like the characters that they've developed through the TV shows. And I think that's what makes that show, even though there's some plot points and there's some writing that's a little weak, you know, <clears throat> but I think overall it's, it's really fun. And I think the, all the stuff that builds up to defenders helps it be a better show. You know, I just, I think yeah. I expected a little bit more out of the, um, I think I expected a little bit more out of it and being only eight episodes is shocking. Yeah. You you had all this build up and then you do eight episodes. I think it was. I, I agree. I think it was a good series. I think it. I think standalone without watching set before it makes no sense. But being as we're nerds, we've watched all everything up to it. I think it was a great. It was a really good culmination. I do honestly believe it should have been at least two more episodes in length. I would have loved some more. Some more exploring Danny and Luke. I'd love some more conflict not conflict some more interaction between uh matt and jessica yeah i thought that would have been good i think those two i think those two need to be teamed up not not teamed up but teamed up you know but those two need to interact more because i think they're both flawed characters and i think they both have a lot of similarities in their in their characters themselves for very very different background reasons and i'd be very interested to see how they would play like let's say there's a storyline or something where matt and jessica are you know daredevil and Jessica have to team up to solve something and using her PI skills and his, his, his skills. And they both fight very differently. I think it'd be a very fun interaction to watch those two. And I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of that. I wish they would have done a little bit more of a two on two team up to explore some interaction between those characters. I think they had an opportunity and they didn't take it for whatever reason, but ultimately I think it was, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I watched all the way through the end. I, I power watched all eight episodes and I, I enjoyed it from start to finish. And I, I left it. I didn't leave it going, Oh, I wish it was more. I left it going. Excuse me. I left it going. I can't wait for the next one to come out. Yeah, that's fair. I can't wait for the next one to come out. I here here was my issue with yeah. Jessica Jones in the Defenders. Because <laughs> I know I, I explained some of it, but you just for some reason it just came to me from what, when you were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. When she's fighting, her strength is so much more than everybody else's. 
when she hits one of the yeah. hand, they should just go flying and be done. Right? They should. She, like, they should. Almost anybody she's fighting on that, and it doesn't even matter if it if it's Nobu or Sigourney Weaver. When she hits them, they should almost be like, "Oh shit, I want to avoid her." Yeah, she can punch through a fucking wall. Not she, just she, a wall. She can punch through. Yeah, she can punch through a steel wall. <laughs> she could punch through yeah. you know solid right. concrete. That's it's it's not. Yeah. She, you know, it's not like a freaking sheetrock and two by fours. You know, that's nothing. Right. So, that's what really right. bugged me because when she was fighting, if you go back and watch it, she's getting her, she's getting beat up, and it's just like, how is she getting beat up? You know, unless unless there was some explanation of why her she was depowered for some reason, which there wasn't. Well, she should I not be getting she, she beat up. She doesn't have bad. this invulnerability, so she, you know, she gets hit, it hurts. I get it. Well, she's she's almost invulnerable. Yeah. She she has uh, she has moments of invulnerability where she when she, in peak fighting form she becomes she becomes invulnerable, which like. In times, I, I I can't remember how they explained it, but Jessica Jones becomes invulnerable when it's really yeah, important yeah, or something I, like I, that. Yeah, I when know. she gets but w- she, focused enough, let's put it that way. But I'm just right, right. She, but she, but her fighting should be a lot more intense. She should have been punching. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and that's what I think when I was watching the show, that's what really bugged me. It's like, why is she getting her ass beat, and why isn't from all if like if I'm getting attacked and I have a choice between one of those defenders to defend me, I'm going to choose her because she, to me is probably the most powerful one out of all of them. Either her or Luke Cage. I mean, Luke Cage right. is freaking bulletproof. So one of the two is going to be, I mean, probably her cause she's strong. I think she's going to be stronger. Right. In, and then in the the, and they're portraying her like, she, and that's what I think bugged me. They portrayed her as the weak, her weak. girl in the group. And she should have been the, the strongest one. You know what I mean, and and that's what yeah. bugged me, dude. And I thought they took a step back with that. Yeah, I I could, I, I I see that. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. So there you go. Okay. Well, I think that's a I think that's a show. That's a show, man. I think we're good. We got like an hour and yeah, a half. Here, yeah, so I mean, good. we got some tangents on there. Overall, <laughs> defenders, two thumbs up. Uh, can't wait for season two. Way and, up. And you know, I mean, obviously, we're always going to try to find some things that we thought could have been better, but we're armchair quarterbacks. Right, we, we we're not writing yeah. these things. We're not directing these things. Those, although yeah, someday we know, might, but those guys that are doing <laughs> it are doing an amazing job. They they know what they're doing, yeah. and um, there's a reason that they're in the business that they're in, and and there's a reason that we're sitting here talking about it. So kudos to you guys. Exactly. I can't wait to see what comes out after this. All right, so you can listen to us on TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes, Lipsin. Google Play, Libsyn, Podbeam. Yep, we're on Libsyn now. Uh, anywhere podcasts go that your your podcaster can pick up an RSS feed, we're going to be there. Just search for Spoiler Country. You'll find our pretty faces there and listen to our awesome show. So you want to listen to us. I mean, obviously listen to us now, but you want to tell your friends about us. You want to rate us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating because the more ratings we get, the more our show will show up yeah, in search results. Yeah, Matter of fact, any yeah. medium that you actually listen to us, please put a review down. Review, comment, leave, leave a mm-hmm. comment somewhere. I don't care. Comment on Libsyn. Comment yep. on Come visit whatever. our webpage at SpoilerCountryPod.com. Visit us on Facebook at yep. Facebook forward slash Spoiler Country. We're on Twitter. Spoiler, spoiler, we're on Twitter at Spoiler yep. underscore Country. We're most active there. I'm on that every yep. day. We're so on Instagram. Kendrick. We're... You know, we have our own Libsyn yep. page as well, which is spoilercountry.libsyn.com. You come see us there. See, hear all our old episodes, yep. all our new episodes. Uh, come check us out, man. Don't 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 be scared. And we've set we've set a soft goal for ourselves, and I think we're going to do it. But we've set a soft goal for ourselves to, by the time we go to San Diego this year, which is in July, to be at a hundred episodes. So we're 
100 yeah, quality yep. episodes. We're, we're, we're inching closer. And if you've been paying attention or or if you've listened to our last couple episodes, you'll know that at episode 100 says guaranteed to come on. All right, man, we're out. Okay, just remember, guys, expand your mind and read more. Later.